Namaste. We are with Gautam Ji once again for our next podcast. Gautam, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure, Nick. Gautam, uh, today I want to talk to you about something which um, I feel could benefit many devotees if they uh, just ponder on this. That is the attitude to life events that they exhibit and live with. Right. So, just to give an example, right in the beginning, there could be one particular situation that is uh, experienced by two devotees. So, say a very similar karmic pattern, but their attitude to it could be entirely different, which in turn changes how they experience that event. Right. And I wondered uh, if you could speak about this, you know, and give us a deeper understanding on that, Gautam. Of course, and uh, you know, Nick, you will find that uh, what I will say now is covered in the other podcasts as well. But now that the focal point is the attitude, yes. If we just explore this a bit, you see, it was uh, Dayanand Saraswati who was asked that is there such a thing as free will, and he gave the example of a goat which is tied to a rope. and the rope is tied to a peg on the ground now the goat can roam around but only to the length of the rope beyond that it can't go because it is tied but within that length the goat can graze around go nearer to the peg go furthest away but not beyond right so this is what he said he said this is the extent of our free will yes because already the circumstances have been determined for us look at it today nick actually you asked this uh, question at the right time it has everyone's experience now with the corona virus situation mm-hmm. that we are forced not only to live indoors but our ways of work are going to change and none of this has been in our control it has been forced upon us so even those people who felt that oh i am in control of my life correct now look at the lesson life has taught them you see so this is what dayanand saraswati was pointing to that within that given set you can exercise your free will which primarily means your attitude in your life yes you see because that is where the difference comes in our approach like you said if there are two people with similar karmic patterns what reduces the load for one compared with the other is the psychological attitude you see because what happens is let's say there's suffering in one's life there are more pains than pleasures the difference is that the suffering or pain which is destined for us we do not just live through that we add additional layers of psychological suffering because we say why me why did god do this to me i have not done anything cruel you know these kind of dialogues create a lot of anxiety and uh, mental disturbance then this is the focal point of our discussion the attitude to life determines whether we suffer this extra load of 
the ego with its dramas shenanigans and antics yes that is very important because at the end of the day you know we all know we have a fixed number of breaths given to us this is what we have been told in our incarnation this is already predetermined now how are we going to spend those breaths are we going to spend them in hatred malice condemnation jealousy envy blame mm. and so on and so forth or is our mind going to be free of psychological suffering and we are living moment to moment meeting our destiny with the strength and conviction of grace behind us and grace in this sense mm. would be the blessings of the master yes gotham this takes me to something very related which we had actually discussed in our first talk of the series living the teachings of baba mm-hmm. in which we had specifically spoken about the fact that only the master sees the entire big picture and uh, for example over here if two devotees have a uh, sort of say difficult and similar circumstances to realize that say in the past if one starts dwelling on it it is only the master who can see the entire picture yes and then that feeling of oh why life has been impartial to me or why have i not got something completely falls away because you leave that to baba saying baba knows what is best only he knows my past and what is going to happen so why don't we leave that at baba's feet yes in fact nick uh, you know my spiritual teacher gave a very beautiful example to illustrate this point you have mentioned he said that imagine it is night time you have a small torch in your hands or let's say the torch of your mobile phone yes and you enter a museum you enter the painting gallery section now there is a huge painting 100 feet long but it is pitch dark and all you have is this light in your hands so you are able to see only one thin sliver one thin section of the painting and you try to make sense of it but the 95% which is beyond you right now you have no idea how it is going to turn out correct now that painting has already been painted by the painter who is the painter god baba he knows the painting it's his creation you as the individual have such a narrow vision that you see that just little bit of that painting and then you start assuming things oh i think this is going to happen this is going to come this might happen a might happen b might happen c might happen d might happen worry fear anxiety frustration this is what we do you see and that is why you know ramesh ji put it very simply hmm. some people might find it pessimistic but it is the truth he said that you know we all all of us are limited in life to the form of our bodies because that's our limit we are limited beings we come in limited to this form and this limitation is like an imprisonment consciousness which is who we really are 
is limited to form and so this is become like an imprisonment and he says it is called simple imprisonment why because we've come we've been born in a particular family to a particular set of parents in a particular geographical location hmm. in a particular economic status and so on and so forth and then we get this bombardment of conditioning from day one as children the school we go to the religion we follow so all these limit us we are limited by our conditioning over which we had very little control now this simple imprisonment what we human beings do we complicate it so much that we convert it into rigorous imprisonment you see we make life not only hell for ourselves but for those around us that is what the psychological suffering does and why we are mentioning this is because of that magic word attitude yes what is my attitude to life do i accept that things are happening the way they are meant to happen i may or may not like them i'm not saying that we have to just lie down and do nothing but you see as eckhart tolle says first we have to accept the isness of the situation because it is there before us let's say there's a challenge at work let's say there's a health issue first accept that the challenge is there because it is in front of you then by all means do exactly that which you think and feel you should do so the difference is this time with that acceptance the mind is karma Hmm. the mind is not in this reactive resistance driven mode from the start itself this should not be happening why is god doing this all that dialogue is finished when that dialogue is finished our minds are open we can take better decisions we take and make responses rather than reactions we weigh the pros and cons and we deal with what life brings Isn't that what Baba has also said? Absolutely, absolutely. So it is the attitude, you see. You know, Gautam, I would like to share a very, very touching story that happened right in front of me in Dwarka Mai. I think it was December two thousand nineteen on one of my last visits, mm-hmm. where at night I had gone to Dwarka Mai and uh, they were cleaning Dwarka Mai. It was about one or one thirty at night. and devotees can go and sit there it's open all, all through the night mm-hmm. and uh, they were cleaning dwarka mai and uh, you know you when they do the cleaning they ask devotees to step out for those 20 minutes mm. and i saw a gentleman there who was physically handicapped so he was amputated of one arm and one leg and i saw him go towards baba bow down so on one knee he squatted did a full shashtang pranam to baba namaskar mm-hmm. got up then he hopped because you know and both basically both his amputations were on one side mm. then he hopped towards the corner of dwarka mai picked up a bucket picked up a, a little thing to mop the ground actually hobbled his way to the other corner and went down on one knee and was doing seva 
he was uh, sweeping uh, i mean mopping the ground there mm. and i was standing out looking at him and i'm saying wow look at this man and the smile on his face when he did the namaskar to baba was like out of this world like his gratitude to be alive to be there you could see that shine in his eyes yes beautiful yeah and i said if this gentleman who has every reason to complain that he's you know been treated unfairly or whatever comes to his guru's door and has such reverence for you know uh, life itself yeah then i think all of us there is no excuse for pretty much anybody i mean it can that's probably the hardest it can get right Yes and but we lose sight of that you see yeah, because we are exactly. so used to our comforts and how things should be for us exactly that uh, you know when we see i mean something like this should actually create not only a shock but a transformation in someone i was standing there and i was just astonished i said you know look at people complain you know it's like that story we heard in uh, school where they say there was a man who complained that he lost his shoes hmm. till he met a man who had no feet exactly and exactly. this happened right in front of me and you know he went on he n- nobody was there to help him so obviously he was a regular and he went and diligently with one hand keeping the bucket next time it was just amazing i would have i wanted to go meet him and you know just greet him but mm. i could not because they had barricaded the entry at the time yes and i mean in such situations one can just send across a quiet blessing the person's way you know but uh, you know you mentioned dwarka mai yes and i somehow thought of the fire of dwarka mai the dhuni you know and it struck me that you see the dhuni for the nats the nath yogis uh you know the nath yogis who belong to the navnath sampradaya mm-hmm. is very sacred they have a relationship with their fire and the fire talks back to them and uh, as we know sainath was a nath also amongst all his various uh, attributes so that fire especially since it's burning since that time yes is a very powerful fire now the thing is what we tend to do and it's not just of course dwarka mai you know even if we go to an astrologer if we go to a tarot card reader all astrologers tarot card readers etc will say that 95% of the questions people ask hmm. fall in one of three categories health money relationships 95% okay now the whole point is that two out of three actually all three are transient everything comes and goes in life money comes and goes everyone's life experiences they've had losses and they've made money when they've been fortunate comes and goes relationships come and go correct even your family relationships your parents will pass on then friendships you've had some you've lost new ones you've made lovers you've had some you've lost new ones you've made comes and goes health also one's experience has been that they are good years and not so good years mm. now the whole point is that when we are presenting ourselves in front of the dhuni is a mind only full of this baba give me this baba give me that give me that relationship give me this much money or 
is a thought also give me what you want to give me give me what you feel is best for me give me the strength to deal with whatever comes my way give me the courage to live the life courageous by following your teachings you see these are not thoughts which come up spontaneously because we are too stuck in the mundane issues of life yes but that fire is what is fire nick it comes from the sun yes and what is the sun nothing but purity in fact in our scriptures the sun is called visible brahman yes the only god who is visible why does fire rise upwards to go and meet the sun you see symbolically so that is a very auspicious fire that's the point i'm trying to make i mean you may say it's got nothing to do with attitude but since the dwarka mai scenario came up yes i just thought of making a mention of this that whoever goes to dwarka mai must present themselves before the fire and ask the fire to purify oneself let the fire do the job you see with this being said gautam it also reminds me of one example actually we cited last time in one of the earlier talks which osho had cited very beautifully of this devotee who was uh, facing acute hunger mm. and his prayer to god was of gratitude that god thank you for giving me hunger that was my true need mm-hmm. and that is an expression of total acceptance of life and yes. uh, complete surrender yes a bit austere for most of us it will be tough to be at that level but it's the, it's the perfect example yes so gautam if you have any other pointers or something i may not have asked you on attitude that you would like to say well you know just to sum up i think the attitude is the attitude to people in our lives the attitude to events we are called upon to face in our lives and the attitude to our own thoughts this is actually a spiritual practice one can keep asking oneself what is my attitude in the course of the day hmm. when i am encountering events or people or the thoughts in my mind are they life negative thoughts are they negative reactions to people are they negative reactions to events and you know nick the surprising thing is one just has to be a witness mm. just witness your attitude not even make a change the change will happen first step is are you aware of your attitude because most of us are not most of us are battling with life psychologically you see so this witnessing element yes when you are aware that my god i'm actually thinking all the time fear based thoughts life negative thoughts i'm thinking ill of people i don't want this guy to succeed i don't like the nature of this girl you know look at it look at the attitude which is in your mind hmm. be aware of it do not judge it because after all we all have been conditioned as well by our circumstances yes. but that witnessing is what brings about a transformation in the attitude it will happen so that's all i'd like to add wonderful wonderful gautam so you've given us a lot of pointers to contemplate and bring into our everyday life great 
and uh, gautam thank you for your time as always and hopefully we can continue these series of conversations with you most welcome nick and while we are talking maybe i can ask you to commit to the next episode so one of the topics that comes to mind gautam mm-hmm. is uh, cultivating unshakable faith in baba mm-hmm. which is sort of untouched by even the most dire experiences like for example now we talked of this beautiful gentleman who was doing seva in dwarka mai right and uh, he has every reason for his faith to be shaken but just the way he bowed down to baba and his attitude and reverence mm-hmm. speaks volumes of his faith right and uh, if we can cover this very important topic because baba summed it up in two shraddha and saburi yes and shraddha across pretty much anything that life may bring you know if we can talk about that that would be wonderful sure we can wonderful. my pleasure nick wonderful gautam thank you so much you take care you too bye yeah bye